Him, you can bless Him. You can praise Him. You can give Him glory. You can give Him honor in this place. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord. Praise Him, praise Him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Amen. We're going to ask everybody all over the place, lift up your hands unto the Lord. Just come on and lift up your hands unto the Lord. Amen. Lift up those hands unto the Lord and surrender. Amen. Believe our God. So shall he heal. So shall he strengthen. So shall he see us through. He will bless us. He will strengthen us. For this is the day the Lord has made. And we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph. Shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph. Shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph. Come on, just shout unto him. He's a great God. He's a wonderful God. He's a mighty God. Shout unto him. Shout unto him. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. We bless you, Lord. We praise you, O God. We worship you, God, for you are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy, O Lord. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Amen. We give praise, honor, and glory unto God. Amen. We thank him for his goodness, for his greatness. Amen. We thank him for all that he has done. Amen. For surely he has done great things. Amen. He has kept us from all evil and from all hurt, harm, and danger. Amen. Keeping us by his mighty word and his mighty power. Amen. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor the Lord is powerful. Amen. Look on the other side of you and tell them the Lord is powerful. Come on, say it again with a smile on your face to your neighbor. The Lord is powerful. Amen. Amen. We serve a powerful, mighty God. And he has done great things. Amen. And for this, we are glad. We are grateful and thankful, amen, to stand before you today, giving God all the glory and the honor. We honor each and every one in their respective places, amen. Our assistant, our assistant pastor, amen, our pastor Gloria, amen. God bless you, amen. Evangelist Rose, amen. Our minister Michelle, amen. Our deacons, amen. Even our deacon Nick, who's not here on today, amen. We just praise God for another day, amen. As a old saint used to sing, it's another day's journey, and I'm so glad, amen. We thank God for this journey, amen, that we're on. How many of you are grateful for the journey? Amen. amen. We're grateful for the journey. Let's be grateful for the journey. We're so glad to see, amen, all the way from Maryland, our nephew over there, Anthony Ingram. Amen. So good to see him. Amen. In the house of the Lord, we spoke to him this week, amen. He talked about surprising us. He didn't tell us it was today. Amen. But we're glad to see him in the house of the Lord. Amen. It's a beautiful thing for us to be in the house of the Lord. Saints, a few scriptures we want you to hold on to. Amen. First, we want you to get um, Luke 
12. Thank God for the word. Amen. Luke, the 12th chapter. Amen. Some folks in Tabernacle of Service, Tabernacle of Purpose heard some of this, but they're going to have to hear it again. Luke 12. Amen. I also need you to get John 18. Again, John, the 18th chapter. And I need you to get Philippians 4. Amen. Again, Luke 12, John, the 18th chapter, and Philippians 4. Thank God for his word. Amen. I still under our subject, I must believe God. I must believe God. When everything else fails, amen, when things look as bad as it can get, I got to believe God. I can't give up on God. Amen. Look around, tell your neighbor, don't give up on God. Don't give up on God. I must believe God. I'm praying, amen. That you are saying to yourself all week long, I must believe God. When you look at your paycheck and compare it to your bills, just say, I must believe God. Amen. Amen. When you look at all the collection calls that you're getting, amen, from these collection agencies, just say, I must believe God. Amen. But then also cut them credit cards up so you can stop getting those calls. <laughs> And stop accepting credit cards that you can't afford. Amen. How many know God helped those that help themselves? Amen. Amen. So don't be going around and spending money you ain't got and then crying out, God, why you won't help me? God didn't give you those credit cards. The credit card companies did. Amen. We're going to leave that alone. Amen. I must believe God. Our thought, greater is he that is in me. Amen. Greater is he that is in me. How many know greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world or he that is after me? Amen. Greater is the Holy Spirit in me. Why? Because, when, because of the Holy Spirit in me, the kingdom of God is within me. Say it with me. The kingdom of God is within me. See, some folks have to wait until they get to church and they see everybody dancing and shouting and then they can say, see, that's the anointing. Amen. That's not, the, that's not necessarily the anointing. Amen. The anointing is burden removing, yoke destroying power of God. That comes from the kingdom of God. Because the only way to live in this world is to know that you are a citizen of the kingdom. Say it with me. I'm a citizen of the kingdom. That's why greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I'll challenge to know my rights as a kingdom citizen. Again, I'll challenge to know my rights as a kingdom 
citizen. Saints, one of the worst things to be is a person that don't know their rights. <clears throat> when you don't know your rights, you don't understand what you are entitled to by being a citizen of that particular nation or that particular kingdom. Never will forget on our um, retreat we went on and assistant pastor talked about this, knowing our rights. We need to know our rights. As citizens of the kingdom of God, we need to know our rights because Satan is causing some of us to forfeit our rights. And some of us, listen, without Satan, are giving up our rights. Never give up your right, your rights as a citizen of the kingdom of God. You have rights that Satan cannot deprive you of nor take from you unless you let him. I'm going to say it again. He can only take from you what you let him. Don't blame him for anything. He only takes for us what we, from us what we give him. I am a citizen of the kingdom, and I want to know my rights as a citizen. One of the greatest things in America for, for those who come here who weren't born here, one of the greatest things for them is to become a citizen of America. People all over the world want to come to America because they find it or they think it to be a great thing to be a citizen in this great country. And mind you, it is a great country. We have rights here that you won't find in China nor Russia. We have rights here that you won't find in other communist nations in the world. We do have certain inalienable rights that no one can take from us, which is a beautiful thing. But there's a better kingdom than America. There's a greater kingdom that's been in, in, listen, in control since eternity that those who are washed by the blood are a citizen of. And if you are a citizen of the kingdom, the kingdom of God, you have better rights than America gives you. You are entitled to better things than America can ever afford to give you. And for those of you who thinks that this country is so great and that's a wonderful thing, yes it is, if you want to think about it. But also remember that this country is $19 trillion in debt. And that ain't nothing to sneeze at. Because they couldn't sell, they couldn't pay their debt if they sold the country. The country is not worth $19 trillion. That's a shame. But the kingdom that you come from, there is no debt. There is no debt in the kingdom of God. Listen, there is no sickness in the kingdom of God. There is no death in the kingdom of God. I come to let you know today that you are in a kingdom where all the things that exist in this world do not exist in the kingdom and you and I are citizens of the kingdom of God. And in order to understand 
the great things we have in this kingdom, we have to know the economy of the kingdom of God. And that's your title. The economy of the kingdom of God. Again, the economy of the kingdom of God. Those of you who've been keeping up with the news and you've been keeping up with the papers and the radio, you will know that not just our nation, America, but the world is in a pickle when it comes to the economy. The whole world is in trouble because the economy of the world is messed up. This is why they are planning to bring all nations together as one big nation. They are planning to bring one world order into this earth. They are planning on bringing that into the earth because they know that the economy is in hot water. Nations that were once rich are very poor. And saints, I want y'all to think about this. Please do. Back in the days in history, because of America's debt, it would be not just a necessity for war, it would be imperative to go to war because of our debt. Because nations are governed by their economy. And if they don't understand or can't get their economy in line, that nation is in trouble. So we need to understand what belongs to us in the economy of the kingdom of God. Because sometimes we act, all of us act as though we don't know what we are entitled to as citizens. I'm a citizen of the kingdom. I'm a child. Listen, I'm a citizen of the kingdom. I'm a child of the kingdom. I am a child of God. See, when you say kingdom, you have to think about it because in the word kingdom, the root word of kingdom is king. Because in a kingdom, there's always a king. The king rules the kingdom. And our king is the almighty king that we call El Shaddai, the almighty God. He's our king. And he, listen, he cannot, unlike other kings, he can't be dethroned. Unlike other kings, no king can come and take over his kingdom. Just call Satan up and ask Satan what happened when he tried to take over the kingdom of God. He got himself evicted from the kingdom because he wanted to take over the kingdom that belonged to the king. The king created him. We need to trust the king. We need to go to the king. Oh, as that song, the songwriter said, how many of y'all know the songwriter said, take me to the king? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want. Take me to the king. Because see, I know when I get to the king, he's going to take care of my troubles. When I get to the king, the king is going to have everything I need. When I come to the king, the king has the answers that I'm looking for. Take me to the king. 
because I'm a citizen of the kingdom. And as a citizen, I have rights that you nor Satan nor anybody else in this world can take away from me. But I must know my rights. I have got to fight for my rights. I have got to believe God for my rights. And when I believe God for my rights, whatever belongs to the economy of the kingdom, oh God, why y'all ain't shouting yet? (laughs) Whatever belongs to the economy of the kingdom belongs to me. I'm a citizen of the richest kingdom in the universe. Notice I did not say the world, the universe. Because my God owns the universe. He created the stars and the worlds. What did John say? In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. And the same in the beginning was God. The world was created by him. All things in the world was created by him. And without him was not anything made. The Bible says he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. The Bible says the gold and the silver is his. Listen, the Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Everybody belongs to God, but not everybody is a child of God. You have some creatures of God. And then you have some children of God. All the children of God give God a praise for being a child of the king in the kingdom of God. Because what the next few messages that we preach on the kingdom of God, that we teach on the kingdom of God does, is going to transform your life. It's going to take you from one level to the next level in God. Transformation will automatically take place because you are going to know that I don't have to stand for this. I am a citizen of the kingdom and I I, I want my rights. You can't take what belongs to me. And let me tell you who Satan fears. The child who knows their rights. Satan fears the child that knows his rights. Everything that the enemy does to you and me, he does to us to make us think we don't have rights. I have a right to healing. I have a right to live. I have a right to joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I have a right. These are my rights and he can't take it 
from me. I have a right to be prosperous in the kingdom. Somebody ought to be happy about it. I have a right that the enemy cannot take. And I need to know my rights. Listen, I must, those of you taking notes, I want you to write this down. I must never forget whose I am. Don't ever forget whose you are. Who you belong to. Remember, when you came to Jesus Christ, you were born again. Redeemed, not with silver and gold, which are corruptible things, but you were redeemed by incorruptible things. Things that cannot be corrupted. By the blood of Jesus Christ, you were washed. You were redeemed by the blood. And because of that, you've been changed. You've been born again. And you need to understand what God has given you. You need to know who and whose you are. And we need to understand that we don't have to walk defeated. Let me tell you something. I could be laid up in the hospital on a ventilator, but I know Jesus Christ, I'm not defeated. Even at the point of death, I'm victorious. Y'all don't believe it. Y'all don't believe it? Listen, Listen what Paul said. Paul said, I fought a good fight. I kept the faith. He said, now I'm ready to be offered up. In other words, Paul was saying, kill me if you want to. I know where I'm going. I know my end. See, because you know your end, you don't have to worry about what happens next. Only those who don't know what's next worry. Yeah, be very worried. Yeah, cry over it, have anxiety, get stressed out. Yeah, be worried because you don't know what's next. You know, you know how we are. We don't like the unexpected. We don't like the unknown. We want to know before it happens. How you doing my hair? Tell me before you cut it. I want to know what color you put in on my nails before you put it. We go to the store, or we go to the store knowing what we're going to buy before we leave the store. Because we want to know. But see, by faith, we know. Again, by faith, we know. Again, by faith, we know. As long as we believe God, we know that we are the redeemed. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. We are saved. We are saved. We are saved. And the world and the enemy has no power over us. Oh, say it with me. The world has no power over me. Say it over again. Say it again. The world has no power over me. When Jesus walked the earth, Jesus represented the kingdom of God. The words Jesus said before he started his earthly ministry, listen what he said. He said the same words that John uttered when he started his ministry. He said, repent, 
change. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. That's what Jesus said. Repent. In other words, change. Change. We don't like change. We don't want nothing change. I keep the toothpaste on the right. I don't like it on the left. So when I come in and I see that my wife has put it on the right, I say, what is she doing? This belongs over here. Because I don't like change. I just cleaned the garage. I got it with a shotgun. Because I don't want no one going in my garage changing what I did. I stood there this morning and watched Brother... No, Brother Mark didn't get there yet. I watched Brother Jamal and I watched my son Isaiah as they put the stuff in because I wanted them to put it exactly as I wanted it because I didn't want anything changed. But what has happened, we find as humans, because of not liking change, we also work this in other parts of our life where change is needed. And we don't want change in certain areas where change is necessary. Don't bother this because I like it this way. So that's why, that's why Christians today find themselves living together and on the deacon board. Living with a woman that's not their wife or with a man that's not their husband are in a relationship they ought not be in anyway. And then say, I'm saved. Come ye out from among them. Be ye separate, saith the Lord. What fellowship does light have with darkness? If you're in the light, come out of the darkness and walk in your kingdom authority. Walk in the economy of the authority. Let me tell you something. God, then don't look at me and just say, oh, you just saying that because you married. Let me tell you something. You think marriage is so much better. Marriage is work. When you single, nobody tells you where to go. Nobody tells you when to come back. Nobody tells you how much money you can spend. Nobody tells you what you can keep in the bank account. I deal with this 24-7. There's some blessings to singleness. And there are blessings to marriage. But whatever state I'm in, Therewith I have learned to be content. And until God says otherwise, I'm going to be happy where I am. Because citizens of the kingdom are happy where God has them until God moves them to another level or another position. Be happy where you are. You usher, you want to be pastor, be a good usher. Yes. Be happy where you are. Be the best you can be at where you're at. Because it might not be all you think 
it is when you get to where you want to be. Because y'all get on my nerve. Y'all see this? You see this? This was black five years ago. Ah, oh, bless your heart. This was black five years ago till I started the church. Y'all done aged me. Thank God for the kingdom. Because in the kingdom, you're forever young. Because when, when, we, when we cross over from this life, we go to a better life. A life where there is no death. A life where there is no gray hair. A life where there is no pain from the corns and bunions of your feet. A life where there is no sickness and diseases. A life where everything is what we always dreamt it to be. That's the kingdom of God. That's where we want to be. But we got to have a change in our mind. Proverbs said, whatsoever a man thinketh, so is he. If you want to know what's there for you in the kingdom economy, start changing the way you think. Somebody says, well, Bishop, where, well, how do I change my thinking? Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Paul said to the Romans in the 12th chapter, he said, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you will know what is the perfect and the acceptable will of God. You got to know, and the only way to have it is from the word. Because see, America is governed by the Constitution of the United States of America. But I mean, you know, even that is subject to interpretation. And they change it, they've been changing it constantly. We've been seeing within recent years, they've been changing it. Our forefathers would, if they could, would turn over in their grave if they look and see what we have read into the Constitution that they wrote. But one thing I thank God for, that what is written in this book can't be changed. This cannot be rewritten. I want you to know that this word will stand. It is the law of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is right here in the word. You want to know your rights? Read. Read your rights and know what belongs to you that no one else can take from you. These are your rights. As the old rapper used to say, these are the breaks. Shut up. I know it was old. Listen, let's go to John 18 first. 
Yeah, that's old and I know. <laughs> Listen. Chapter John chapter 18, verse 35. Amen. You listening? Amen. Pay attention, saints. This is going to change our lives. I'm telling you, saints, we are going to grow stronger in the Lord from here. We are going to be more, we are going to be more empowered than ever before. People are going to run into this assembly because they're going to want to hear what's going on from the word of the Lord in this place. And it's not going to be because of bishop. It's not going to be because of pastor. It's not going to be because of assistant pastor. The spirit of the Lord is going to send them to this place. Amen. Verse 33, John 18. Listen, then Pilate entered into the judgment hall again and called Jesus and said unto him, Art thou the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, saith thou this thing of myself, or did others tell thee of me? Are you believing because I told you? Or do you believe it because you believe it? See, I can stand here all day, saints, and say, you got to believe God. You must believe God. You got to have faith. You see... You can hear me or you have to take it in for yourself and know what I'm saying is what you need to do. Somebody blessed me this week and I won't, I won't tell you who it was, but somebody blessed me this week and they, be, they can't call me and they say, Bishop, ever since you've been saying I must believe God, it has impacted my life and I'm making it a part of everything I do within my life because I must believe God. I must believe God. Jesus is asking Pilate, are you just saying this because somebody else told you? Or do you believe it? Why are you saying this? See, Jesus already knows his answer. Jesus already knows what he's about to say. But he's asking Pilate so he, can, so he can get Pilate to say it so that we'll know what Pilate said. Pilate answered, I am a Jew. Thine own nation and the chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? Jesus answered, ah, uh, listen, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews, but now is my kingdom not from hence. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end I was born. And for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. In other words, everyone that is intended to be in the kingdom of God heareth me and will know that I am the king 
of the kingdom. See, Pilate thought he had power and authority over Jesus. But he didn't. Because Pilate only had the authority that God gave to him. How many understand that? See, I come to let you know today that you have the authority God gave to you. You have the power that God gave to you. You are a child of God. You are prince and princesses of the kingdom. You are heirs and joint heirs. Your rights cannot be taken away. When you are a kingdom kid, nobody can take that from you. See, you might not like TJ, you might not like Isaiah, but they're my sons. And regardless to what you think of them or how you feel about them, when the Lord takes me from here, whatever belongs to me now belongs to my sons. Well, I come to let you know that you serve the king of all the universe. And whatever belongs to him belongs to you. Whatever he owns, you own. You are a child of the king. And no one can take that from you. You might not like me, but I'm Fred Ingram's son. And whatever belongs to him now belongs to me. Because my father was rich. And he gave me and left to me and my brothers everything. And my sisters everything. So guess what? His house is ours. But you serve the living king that cannot die. You serve the king of all the earth who cannot die. So whatever he gives you, no one can take away. You own it. It's yours. And even the enemy himself is mad because he can't take what you have. Whew. Bless God in your trials. Bless God in your temptations. Bless God in your tests. Why? Because of your temptation and your tests is proving that you are truly a child of the king because the devil don't tempt or test who's not, who belongs to him. He tests those that don't belong to him. Mm. That's right. So listen, so if you got it a little hard, bless God. Give God praise. You know why? I'm going to tell you why. Because Satan don't like you. I'm I'm, I'm, going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I got a problem with popular preachers. How you a preacher and popular? You a popular pastor. If you preach in truth, Nobody should like you. See, that's why the homosexuals and the lesbians, they don't like me, but I love them. 
I love them, but I don't like what they're doing because it's not according to the word of God. The word of God says it's an abomination. I'm a pastor. I'm a preacher. Guess what? It's an abomination. They don't like me. And some of them hate me. But you know what? Rightfully so. Because if I'm preaching truth, if I'm really preaching truth, then I shouldn't be popular. See, what happens, the devil draws out men of God to be popular. He draws them out towards popularity. And then the next thing you know, they're not really doing the will of God as they should. Hmm. Because, let me tell you something, this way is not popular. I had, I had to deny myself of food for three days. And I was hungry. And Friday was the worst day because it just seemed like everywhere I went, there was a Wawa's. <laughs> and here I am fasting and I'm hungry. Tempted in the fast. Tempted in the fast. And, 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 and you know that part we put in, husbands, stay away from your wives. And it just seemed like things just looked just that uh, Anyway, listen here. But I'm denying myself to seek the Lord. There is, listen, there is nothing easy about this way. But it's the best way. It's the chosen way. It's the way of the kingdom. And in this economy is their self-control where I can control myself. I don't have to lust because a part of the economy of God is controlling my nature and giving over to the will of God and listening to the word of God rather than listening to what I want. In this economy is forgiveness. Wherein I can forgive you even though you did me wrong. And listen, in this economy of God, I can be kind to the unkind. And you might say to me, yeah, well, Bishop, I just don't have it. I can't give what I don't have. Thou hast said well, but if you are a child of God, then you can shop from the economy of God and get the things that you don't have. Because that's what it's about. Taking and getting from God what we don't have. Changing our minds. Changing our thoughts. If we are going to, if we are going to tap into the economy of God, we've got to change how we think of things. We've got to change how we see things. We got to stop seeing things from here. We got to start seeing things from here. Because too much, we depend upon our own natural eyes. And you know what? We're never going to see it. Tell somebody, you're never going to see it. Until you see it through the eyes of God. Turn now with me to Luke 12. Turn now with me to Luke 12. Say it with me. The kingdom of God is within me. 
tell them, I'm, to say, I'm taking authority from this day forward. One of the greatest things, saints, and we touched about this a couple of weeks ago. Sister Rose spoke last Sunday on praise and worship, and I thank God for that. Saints of God, fear and worrying causes anxiety. Jesus, as he is teaching here, he's teaching against worrying about a particular person. And we all need to pay attention to who he's telling us not to worry about. Amen? You better pay attention because Jesus is speaking to us. Say it with me. Jesus is speaking to us. Say more importantly, he's speaking to me. Listen, and he said unto his disciples, therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life what ye shall eat, neither for the body what ye shall put on. Listen what Jesus is saying. Stop worrying so much about what you're going to eat. Stop worrying about what you're going to eat. Stop worrying about what you're going to put on. See, we all have cares. How many know we got cares? How many of y'all came in here with some cares? Nobody? Only me? Who came in with some cares? Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you know what your biggest care is? Do like this. Do like this. Yeah. That, that's right. That, that's, you, that's your biggest care. Also your biggest problem? Yes. That's your biggest care, your biggest problem. Right there at that finger. When you look in the mirror, your children is not your biggest problem. Guess what? When you look in the mirror, guess who's your biggest problem? That's who your biggest problem is. We often like to put off on everybody else the problem. When the problem is the one staring at you. The problem is the one talking to you. Jesus said, take no thought what you will eat or what you will wear. In other words, stop worrying about the things that you have need of. You're a kingdom kid. You're a kingdom child. You shouldn't be walking around worrying. Amen? Amen. Worrying, I have, I have to, I got to believe God so much till I know how to control worrying. I know how to control stress. I know that my peace is in the word of God. And I'm not going to sit here and worry and stress myself to death because as I'm stressing, as I'm worrying, guess what I'm doing? I'm taking years off my life. I'm causing sickness in my body. I'm causing my body to release negative uh, uh, chemicals that take over my system that gives me a frown instead of a smile that works on me in such a way that I don't even know that it's corrupting other systems in my body. All because I refuse to think on the kingdom of God and think more of me than what God said about me. Mm. Again, Verse 22, 
And he said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life what ye shall eat, neither for the body what ye shall put on. The life is more than meat, and the body more than raiment. In other words, Jesus is saying that you, the life that you have is greater than the meat and then the clothes. The life that you have. How are we living that life? That's the question. How are we living that life? Some of us live that life under great stress. Always worrying. Always, where my complainers at? Always complaining. You get down on your knees, you haven't even praised and worshiped God like our sister was talking about last Sunday because all you're doing is complaining. God, why don't you do so and so? Why don't you do so and so? And God, do this and do that for me. And they acting like God is Santa Claus. Right. That's right. When God is saying, worship me. When God is saying, praise me. When God is saying, lift me up. When God is saying, magnify me. And as you magnify God, as you magnify God, your problems. See, I'm going to say it again. Look at me. Magnify God and your problems. How many see it? How many see it? You magnify God and God becomes greater because magnify him means to make great. So when you magnify him, your problems get smaller and shrink until they don't exist. But you got to magnify him for the kingdom life within you. Say there's kingdom life in me. Listen, Jesus said, Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouse nor bond, nor barn, for God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than the fowls? Come on now. God put these animals under our dominion. He made us the last, and he blessed us to be the greatest of all creation. That you are his finest work. You and I were made and created in his likeness and in his image. And now because we know Jesus Christ, we are children of the kingdom. We are kingdom citizens. And as kingdom citizens, we have rights no one can take from us. And God loves us more than anything. (sighs) Ah. Listen, next verse, verse 25. And which of you taking thought can add to his stature one cubic? How many of you made yourself taller this morning? Anybody made themselves taller this morning? Like I asked Tabernacle, anybody made their hair grow? Did you make your hair grow? Did you make your nails grow? How many biters I got here that bite the nails? Don't you get frustrated when they grow back? Right? Because you can't control it. See, like we, like we already established, we're humans. We want control. We want to control what's going to happen next, where we're going. Our, our, everything we want control over and to stop it. Because you know what we want? We want the same thing our mother wanted in the garden. We want to be as God. 
So now this is to make us come out of that mind frame and to know that we don't want to be God, but we want everything that God has in his economy for us. Mm. I don't know about you. I don't want to be God. No, I don't. want. And listen, I don't want to be God of my life. I don't want to be God of my destiny. I don't want to be God over anything. I want to be a servant to my God. I want to be uh, uh, used by my God. Mm. Let's go. If ye then be not able to do that thing which is least, why take ye thought for the rest? Look around, tell your neighbor, stop thinking so much. Look around, tell your other neighbor on the other side, because he didn't hear it. Tell him, stop thinking so much. You know that we literally think ourselves into sickness? You know you think yourself into a headache? And you're looking at everybody else like they're the problem, and you did it. You done thought yourself right into depression. And all because you did not know the economy of God gives you peace. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall guard your hearts and your mind through Christ Jesus. God gives you the peace that pushes out depression. God gives you the peace that pushes out stress. God gives you the peace that tells worry, get away. The peace of God. It belongs to the children. It belongs to the children. Not the creatures, the children. The world will never enjoy the peace of God. But I can be on death's row and enjoy the peace of God. Because death don't scare me because as soon as I die, I got a better place. I got a better building. And I'm not speaking of this. I'm speaking of this. God's going to give me a body that never gets sick. A body that's, not impri- that's impervious to diseases. Why would I worry? Tell somebody, stop worrying. Tell them again, stop worrying. Tell them, go to the economy of God. Listen, consider the lilies, how they grow, how they toil not. They spin not. And yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. For those of you who don't understand this, listen. Solomon was the one that built the king's house. Solomon was the one that built the temple of God. And they were all beautiful to Israel. But none of this that Solomon built was as beautiful as when we see the feel of the grass and the flowers of the field. And how beautiful they are. And none of us did anything to make them come up. Do you not know that the trees are and the, and the grass is about to go to sleep? The leaves will fall. And the grass will wither and some of it go brown. And they say that at that time that everything in the earth is sleep. Oh, but when spring comes... When spring comes, there is a resurrection. And our God is in control of the resurrection because Jesus said, I am the resurrection. He brings things back to life. The trees grow leaves all over again. And they've been doing this every year without fail. 
And that's the God you serve. He makes the grass to grow. He makes the trees to give out leaves. The trees give shade. And God does it without your help. He don't need you to do that. He does it by himself. He's made the earth that it works on its own. Amen? Oh, tell somebody we get into the good part. Tell them we get into the good part. Listen, listen, if then God so clothed the grass, which is today in the field and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you? All this worrying, why? You know what, what you, what, you know what's happening when you're sitting in your house and no one's there and you're just worrying yourself to death? You know what God, God is sitting there saying, Why? Why? For what reason are you doing this? Oh, ye of little what? Why? Why are you not giving God the praise and the glory and to know that what he has is better than where you are? To know that what he has will bring you right out of what you're getting into. Listen, listen. And seek not ye what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink. Neither be of, neither be of what? I want y'all to say it louder. Neither be of, neither be of what? Doubtful See that? For those of you who got your own Bible, underline that. Doubtful mind. Neither be of doubtful mind. Doubt stops blessings. Doubt stops blessings. I come to let you know, you doubt, you lose. I must believe God. Listen, for all these things do the nations of the world seek after. And your father knoweth that ye have need of these things. How many know God knows we have need of this? How many know this? So, so when you get the pink slip, smile. When they tell you you don't work here no more, don't you worry. You are a child of the king. That means God's got a better job for you. That means God's going to make a way for you to pay your bills. Don't you know that adversity is God's way of letting you know, I want you to trust me. I want you to see what I can do. You've been trusting you, but now trust me. Now put your faith in my economy and see me go to work on your behalf. I will bring you out. I will lift you up. I will bring you forth. But you can't sit there worrying. You can't sit there upset. Be angry. But sin not. Ah, Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen what we ought to be doing. But rather seek ye the kingdom of who? Seek ye the who? Y'all say it like y'all don't understand it. Seek ye the kingdom of God. And not how can I worry some more. Not how can I cause myself some more anxiety. Because that, that's what happens when we worry. 
When you ever notice that when you start to worry, other things start happening to make you worry more? You, oh, come on now. I know I'm not the only one who's experiencing this. When you start to worry, <clears throat> more things begin to happen, and now you begin to worry. That's just more adding to the mix. Because Satan likes to keep putting gas on his fire. Satan don't put water on his fire. He put gas on his fire. Imagine the house being on fire and you throwing gas on it. Are you crazy? Who would do that? Who would do that? If you want to put out a fire, you throw what's going to put the fire out, not what's going to add. Okay, y'all don't want to hear it. It's all right. It's all right. Listen. Oh, finish. And I'm finished. Listen. Fear not, little flock. Say, I'm ready to dance. dance. Oh, if you love it, say, I'm ready to dance. Listen, listen. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you. It does your father good to give you. He don't want to sell it to you. He don't want to make you, he don't want to make you gamble for it. He wants to give you everything he has so that you can walk victorious in a dark, dying, doomed world. It is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. God is saying, you want peace, I'll give it to you. You want joy, I'll give it to you. You want love, I'll give it to you. You need finances, I'll give it to you. You don't have to sell yourself, I'll give it to you. You don't have to sleep with nobody to get money, I'll give it to you. You don't have to defile yourself, I'll give it to you. Because everything belongs to me. And I'm willing to give it to you. Notice what he said. He said, fear not. Stop worrying. Stop complaining. The economy of God's kingdom is not lacking. Everything you need is in God's kingdom. I need a man. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. I need a wife. Seek first the kingdom of God. I'm having a problem in my marriage. Seek first the kingdom of God. How am I going to get this done? Seek first the kingdom of God. Stop worrying about what you can't control. Because after a while, as you worry about what you can't control, it now controls you. Everyone stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand.
Everybody stand. There's healing in the kingdom. The kingdom of God is rich and wealthy. And God wants to give what he has in his kingdom to each and every one of us. Now those of you, you know who you are. You've been sitting and worrying complaining, thinking on what's going to happen, what, how is my future going to be? What is God doing? Is, is God hearing me? Does God hear my prayers? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He does. He wants you to praise him and worship him. And he wants you not to fear because he's got you. He's got your back. Those of you who want prayer today, come quickly. Come on, come quickly. You know who you are. You know who you are. You might not want to admit it, but you know where you are today. And the first step to recovery is confession and admission as to where you are in your mindset about the kingdom. Because I can't change you. The only thing that can change you is you. By changing how you view and see the God that you serve. I come to let you know our God is greater. He's greater than our circumstances. He's greater than our situations. He's greater than our problems. He's greater than what we're going through right now. He's greater. He's greater than everything that's happening. But we have to make him great to us. Everybody would close eyes. Everybody would lift up hands right now. Close eyes and lift up hands right now. Lift your hands up. Lift your hands up unto the Lord. Lift them up. Lift them up unto him. You've been worrying and thinking too long on what you're doing. And God says, worry no more. Believe and trust me. Quote this word from me from the word of God. Quote this word with me. Trust in the Lord. With all thine heart, and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. So shall it be done. Trust in the Lord. So shall he bring it to pass. Trust in the Lord and he will bring you out. Trust in him and he will answer your prayers. We thank you, Father. We're going to touch in the name of Jesus. We're going to touch and agree by faith. 
in the name of Jesus that whatever you're believing God for in the name of Jesus that it will be given right now that it will be fixed in Jesus name we're touching and agreeing right now that is being done Father, we thank you. We touch and agree as a point of faith, God, that is being done right now. In the name of Jesus, we have. We, we do not lack. We do not lack. We have. There is no poverty but prosperity in the kingdom of God. Father, we thank you right now. We thank you for peace and joy. We thank you for everything in your economy, God, that you're giving unto us right now. You have given in our spirit. Father, we thank you that we can go and we can have it at any time we believe you for it. Father, we believe you by faith, for I must believe God. I must believe God is done for me according to the works of the kingdom. It is done in Jesus' name. It's already done. In the name of Jesus, I believe it. I receive it. I accept it. I bless the Lord right now. In the name of Jesus, that it is done. Lord, I thank you. God, I praise you. Lord, I glorify you. In the name of Jesus, that it, I count it done. I count it fixed. I count it, resol I count it resolved right now according to the goodness of the kingdom of God. is done in Jesus' name. Come on and give God a hand praise. Come on and give God a hand praise. Come on and give God a praise. Come on and give God a praise. Praise him. Come on and give him a praise. Come on and give him glory and honor. Come on and praise him. It's done. It's done in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. No more worry. No more fear. No more doubt. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. No more depression is done in Jesus' name. Amen. We bless God for it. We bless God for it. We bless God for it. Citizens of the kingdom, it's good to be on the Lord's side. Citizens of the kingdom, it's good to be on the Lord's side. We love you. Amen. God bless you. Go home, love your family, amen, and thank God that you are delivered because the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is within you. God bless you. We love you. God bless your visitors. Thank you for coming. Amen. God bless.